Coming to you from beautiful Northern California, this is the Healthy Feminist Podcast with Kirsten Deese. Kirsten has a master's in social work from Boston University and is a certified life and health coach through the Life Coach School. She combines cutting-edge nutrition strategies, cognitive-based psychology, and coaching to help progressive women feel healthy, strong, and energized so they can focus more on what really matters in life, like equal pay for starters. Now here's your host, Kirsten Deese. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to episode six of the Healthy Feminist Podcast. I am your host, Kirsten Deese, and I'm so excited to be here with all of you today. I can't believe this is only episode six because it feels like we have always been doing this. Like we've always been together chatting about all the things, health, wellness, nutrition, exercise, mindset with a feminist lens. But anyway, how are you all? How are things going? How are you doing? This is obviously a very strange time for many of us. And, you know, it's so funny because today I was feeling pretty good. Things are going well. The kids were doing pretty well. We got outside. Um, Things were, you know, we were chugging along. And then we got this video from Milo's school. He's in kindergarten. And I totally started crying. It was just so cute and so sad. And it was like this compiled video with music and messages from all the teachers. And it just kind of really hit me how much he is missing out on his kindergarten experience. Anyway, I just wanted to share that because if you are feeling all the feels, I want you to know that that is okay. It is part of the human experience. And the faster you can learn to embrace that fact, as opposed to resisting, reacting, or avoiding your negative emotions, the better off you will be. Okay, so before we dive into our podcast topic today, I wanted to share the review of the week. Today, our review comes from Katie Kahn, and she says, Kirsten, I'm so excited you are getting the word out. The past several months, I have been a client of Kirsten's, and she is smart, insightful, funny, and has great strategies to help people become their best selves. I am so grateful for her guidance. Katie Kahn, thank you so much for the wonderful review. It has truly been a pleasure working with you. Katie Kahn was a one-on-one client of mine for six months, and now she is in my group coaching program, The Healthy Feminists, which started last week. And one of the best parts about my work is developing these incredible relationships with amazing women all over the country. So if you would like to share some love and possibly be the review of the week, head over to iTunes and leave me a five-star review. All right. So today we are going to talk about a heavily debated topic in the health and wellness industry, and that is how much protein do you really need? I am so excited to bring you almost three years of personal research on this topic because there is so much noise out there when it comes to protein, and I think that it can feel super overwhelming when trying to navigate this question. I used to think things like, oh my gosh, who is time to research this? How can there be so many answers? Like, how will I know what the right answer is? I just want to be a human who eats healthy-ish. I'm not like a bodybuilder. Like, what is the deal here? So if you feel that way, when it comes to the topic of protein, I totally get it. And I want to let you know that you don't have to do any more research because I am here to break it all down for you in a way that is easy to understand and implement into your life. And all of my research is backed by science. 
What a concept, right? So I am personally a pescatarian and I have been since 2005, which is honestly crazy to say, where is time going? So a pescatarian is someone who eats fish, but not meat. And I think that piece of information is important for this conversation. So you know where I'm coming from, but just for reference, you do not have to be a pescatarian to work with me. In fact, I have clients who are vegan, vegetarian, pescatarian, flexitarian, paleo, and just kind of everything else you can think of. My program isn't about eating one specific way, but about recognizing that everyone has bio-individuality. And the most important thing is that you find the best way to eat for your body, your health, your longevity, your energy, your metabolism. So I think me being a pescatarian is important to this conversation because there's a lot of talk in the vegan, vegetarian, pescatarian community about how if you eat a healthy diet, you will get enough protein and that you shouldn't be so worried about it. And in many ways, I agree with that statement. However, one of my biggest learnings on my health journey was that just because your diet is providing you with enough protein to live doesn't mean you're getting enough protein to optimize your health and wellness while maintaining a naturally healthy weight for your frame. When I started my health journey, however, I was for sure in this mindset. I felt like I ate fairly well and that I didn't need to focus on my protein intake because of that. It's almost like a joke in the vegetarian, vegan, pescatarian community because when you tell people you're one of those things, the number one question you get is, well, where do you get your protein from? Like, it's like this huge problem. So I was kind of in this mindset. I ate protein. It wasn't like I was suffering from a protein deficiency, but what I learned is that I wasn't eating enough protein to achieve my goals, which included feeling full and satisfied after eating, building lean muscle, gaining strength, having plenty of energy to get me through the day and increasing my metabolism. So in April 2017, when I was four months postpartum with Beckett, my second little baby, I began tracking my macros. And what I learned is that I wasn't eating enough protein to achieve these goals. Tracking my macros, even for just a few short weeks, gave me an education in food and nutrition like nothing I had ever done before. I had honestly never learned this information in a deep way before. Not from my teachers, my parents, the government, my college, my master's degree, or any of the other programs I had ever done before. And I don't blame them, right? None of them do it either. You know, they can't teach me something they don't know. But for the first time in my life, I began to understand the true composition of the foods I was eating. I increased my protein to the right amount for me, monitored how my body responded, and I saw amazing results. Now, way back in the day, I tried the program where you put the food into the colored containers, and that experience, in part, actually motivated me to learn more about food at a deeper level. Now, if you've done that program and it works for you, that's great. But for me, I felt like it really didn't support me as a pescatarian because if that is the case, what happens with that program is that they just tell you that certain foods that they are normally counting as carbs are now counted as proteins, such as quinoa or lentils. Now, the reason this doesn't work is because food and nutrition is just more complex than that. One cup of lentils, for example, has 18 grams of protein and one cup of quinoa has eight grams of protein. This is just a limited view of food, and it's not super helpful for me. I felt like I was being treated like a toddler, like stuff your food into these 
colored containers. And when I learned to track my macros, I learned so much more about food at a much deeper macro and micronutrient level. And it really helped me understand what I was eating and how I could best support my body. Okay, so that's kind of the side of the story where a lot of people aren't eating enough protein. But let's talk about the other end of the spectrum for a minute. We live in America, and if you didn't already know this, we often have this belief here that if a little is good, a lot must be better. And that is for sure true when it comes to protein. Now, when I'm referring to a lot of protein, I'm talking about having more than 25% of your daily food and take come from protein. So when it comes to protein, there are a lot of folks out there who are really into eating a ton of protein and promoting that you do as well. Keto can be pretty heavy in protein. Paleo can be as well. There's even this new diet that's almost all protein called the carnivore diet. And the reason these high protein diets are so popular is because they will for sure get you results. You will gain muscle, you will lose fat. But the main problem with this strategy is that you are often sacrificing your long-term health and wellness for your short-term goals. The truth is, is that protein is very hard for your body to process, especially on your kidneys. It takes a lot of energy to process, and it is incredibly taxing for your digestive system. And often people eating a lot of protein have intestinal discomfort and indigestion. A great example of how eating a lot of protein isn't the best strategy for long-term health is the extensive research that has been done on the five original blue zones around the world. And I'll go ahead and link this study up in the show notes if you're interested in learning more. But the blue zones, if you want to know, are the five areas around the world, the original five areas, with the most centurions, which means people who live over 100. The truth is, is that people who live over 100 are not getting more than 20% of their total calories from protein on a consistent basis. This is a well-studied fact. If you want to live a long and healthy life, there is no reason to consistently have more than 20% of your diet made up of protein. When I'm working with clients, I will often adjust their protein slightly up over 20% to roughly 25% as we get started. But in the long run, we want to keep that number closer to 20%. Okay, so how much protein do you really need, right? So it's like we kind of talked about too little and too much, but what does this really mean for you on a daily basis, right? Okay, so we're going to do a little math, but I'll also give you kind of a simple trick in the end. So stick with me. All right, so protein needs range from roughly 0.36 grams per pound of body weight to 0.8 grams per pound of body weight. So what on earth that is even, does that even mean, right? You're like, what? You've lost me. What is happening? Oh boy. Okay. So if you're a female who weighs 150 pounds, your protein intake would range from 54 grams to 120 grams under this formula. Now that's a pretty big range. And if you've ever tried to consume 120 grams of protein in a day, you know that it's no small task, especially if you do not eat a lot of meat. So how much protein do I recommend you eat? I recommend clients eat between 60 and 70% of their body weight in protein a day. So if you weigh 150 pounds, that means you're eating roughly 100 grams of protein a day. So since I don't eat meat, I actually have to be very intentional about hitting my daily protein intake. And 
When I do, I truly feel and see the benefits. So you are probably getting enough protein in this moment to be a functioning adult, but that doesn't mean you're fueling your body with an optimal amount of protein to achieve your health, wellness, longevity, and energy goals while maintaining a naturally healthy weight for your frame. So I am going to post my protein cheat sheet in the show notes. So be sure to head over there and check them out so you can really start supporting yourself in the best way when it comes to protein. All right, that is it. I hope you are all staying home and staying healthy and washing your hands and wearing your masks. I know this is a tough time for a lot of people, but this is what I have to say. Now is the perfect time to prioritize your health. You are home. There's nothing to get in your way except yourself. There's no excuses like vacations or happy hours or birthdays or retirement parties, right? The only thing standing in our way is ourselves. So now is the time. I was just making this joke the other day where it's like, when this pandemic ends, it is going to be a nonstop stream of all the things we've missed over the past few months, right? Like every happy hour and girls night and book club and all the things. And so definitely if you're waiting for this to be over to kind of prioritize your health, let me tell you right now, that is not a good strategy. Now is the time. Okay. So I hope you're staying safe. I hope you're staying inside. I'm signing off and I'm sending you all my love during this crazy time. Okay. Bye folks. Hello, hello, healthy feminists. If you enjoyed this podcast, make sure you head over to iTunes to subscribe to my podcast so you never miss an episode. And while you are there, I would be so grateful if you would leave me a five-star review so that together we can inspire more people to lead healthier and happier lives. Lastly, if you want to get more content just like this, you can head over to my website to get your free copy of the Feminist Quick Start Guide to Feeling Healthy, Strong, and energized. Just head on over to www.kirstendeescoaching.com and you can get my guide into your hands within a matter of moments. Now, before I go, I just wanted to say thank you so much for being here today and for wanting to become the best version of yourself. Have a wonderful week and I'll talk to you next time.